Your name is in all capitals this week. <clears throat> I know I did it accidentally, and I don't know how to change it. I think you're you're trying to show that you're more important than I am. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know how to change it. At any rate, whatever it is that I intended to do, I can't switch it now. Tech Tech whiz Anthony Arkin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, let me open up my my beverage. Ah, what are you having there? Oh, I'm just having a grapefruit soda. A sparkling Ah. water. Nice. Not advertising advertently. It's it's an inadvertent advert. Inadvertent product placement. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, listen to that. Ah, nice cocktail. What's oh oh the sound of the fizz? Yeah, that's great. You got a fizz For... sound. I got some ice clinking. I got that too. Oh, very nice. Um, very fun. civilized. Yes. Time for time cop. Time for time cop cocktails. Hmm. Yeah. And that's our show. Yes. I'm having a cocktail I've never had before. What are you having? I'm having something I read about called a corpse reviver number two. Oh, I've heard of that. It's uh it's very tasty. I've never had one. It tastes actually a little dangerous because it tastes kind of like there's absolutely no alcohol in it. It's one of those. I've had those kinds of drinks yeah. before. I try not to have them if I can avoid it. Equal parts gin, Cointreau, Lille Blanc, and lemon juice. What's Lille Blanc? Lille Blanc uh, is a uh, sort of boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I think it's sort of Why a. Why should we change I... anything? <laughs> this is true. This is true because I usually don't know what I'm talking Neither about. Neither of us it, know it, what we're talking about. It's sort of a sweet, uh, I think it might be a sweet fortified wine, aperitif, aperitivo type wine. Sounds sounds good. I don't, the the uh, the Lille Blanc people are going to be writing me. Yeah, me a, get that organized. A cease and desist. Yeah. Um, um, but well, you, you start off with gin, which is already dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that's a you're in tough territory right away. Well, and before you strain it into a chilled cocktail glass, you give that glass a rinse with absinthe. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So we better get to the to the movie soon. Right. Which makes the Henry Fonda. No, I don't know. Something. I don't <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't either, but I'll drink to it. How was your week? My week was good. Yeah? Yeah, you know. Getting through the life and the times, the crazy times, and doing the stuff. You Last yeah, week you said that you might have some news this week. And I've been uh, all a Twitter and on tenterhooks. Do you have it yet? We we actually we do yeah um we have um we have a new teaching gig Amelia and I at um uh, Scott Freeman Studios here in New York um and uh, we start in May uh, fantastic with, with an on camera audition class that we're really excited about um we've been wanting to work with the Scott Freeman Studio for a while and it finally worked out the timing worked out and um. And it's exciting. 
So that's the news. That's very exciting. As yeah. my younger brother would say, fantastiche. Fantastiche. <laughs> he sounds well, like a fun guy. He is. He's fun to hang out with. Um, I don't really have any news. We did a big photo shoot for our uh, for our Batch 22 website. Which oh, well, how'd that go? Out. Went really well. So we've done two photo shoots. All of our assets, the way they, they call them assets now. They don't call them photographs. They call them assets. They're all uploaded, and there's a company working hard on redesigning our new website, which should be up in a few weeks. Brilliant. Um, and, uh, you know, we're getting down to the wire, de dealing with last-minute calculations, margins, what our profit margins are, bottling costs. I've you know, already all that. failed at this business endeavor. Just right <laughs> I mean, you started talking about margins. I'm like, margins. I'm yeah. not going to make it in business. That's, That's crazy. Clear. But the most exciting thing that happened uh, in the past two weeks, um, well, you know, I'm going to hold that, save the most exciting for last, you know, like they do on on Letterman. Yeah, and, you want to, uh, you don't want to lead with the most exciting. Thing. No. So less exciting television, you movies, you watched anything? Boy, what have I seen? What have I seen? Other than Time Cop, which we'll get to. We'll get to Time Cop. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Nothing's coming to mind. Nothing really extraordinary. Um, nothing brand new. Um, no, how about yourself? Are you still watching British uh, horror? Uh, British... I, I watched a new British cop show. I know you'll find that hard to believe called Crime. Oh, even a new one. I was you, you keep you're either just jumping around from show to show or you're binging the hell out of them. I'm binging the hell out of them. And uh, this one is sort of like if you imagine that the people who made train spotting made a cop show. It's uh, oh, I like that idea very much. It's pretty interesting. I, th I think you might like this show. Um, so I watched that. I don't think I watched any any other movies, although I did see some really terrific shorts uh, this past week. Yeah, through through a really interesting happenstance. Um, somebody, uh, a a woman, heard one of one of the people who watches our show, a woman named uh, Louise Rosinski. She watches the show with her two daughters. Uh, Sophia and Alexis. And um, she got in touch with me because she heard me say something about the, the booze we're making. Right. And so she got in touch um, because her daughters, Sophia and Alexis, are filmmakers. And the family has a distillery where they make something called uh, Aguardiente uh -huh. um, uh, or uh, Aguardiente, uh, which is... Uh, fire water okay similar to eau de vie water Ooh, of life you've water piqued my interest the fire water um, sounds... they they make a whole bunch of different varieties of it um and uh so that this sort of synchronicity of her daughters being so into film and they've actually started a little film company and they're making these terrific little shorts wow and the family uh has a distillery and here we are in film and talking about film and I'm starting. And you, yeah. So man. she got in touch and we've uh, we're actually going to meet up in a couple of weeks and, and exchange our various boozes. Great. Um, but I went online this morning uh, to the website for the the little production company that her two daughters have started. Uh, it's called Stella Luna Films. And you can see it at StellaLunaFilms.com. That's Stella with two L's. 
And uh, there's a whole bunch of little shorts up there. I watched three of them, one called Fairy, one called Maybe, and one called Poker Face. And they are, first of all, they're incredibly well-made for people in middle and high school. Um, mm -hmm. Just, uh, 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 you know, I teach at a university and I was uh, astounded at, at what they were doing uh, and the, the storytelling that they were doing. Uh, and they're beautiful, but more than more than the technical ability, the um, the heart and the the sense of style and charm that these little short films have is really astounding. Um, well, can I see them? Can you send you, the link? You can see them. Uh, I will send you the link. I will post the link in uh, in. Um, oh, I think I can actually. I think I can I can make a comment of my own. I think. Whoa! Get Stella out of here, really? Lunafilms.com. There. Um, but I can also post that link. We should, we should post the, it in our social too. I'll post it in the social. Uh, but these films are just so. If you're having a down day, I would say these films would cheer you up. Send it right along. Because <laughs> they're so incredibly charming. Great. Um, well, yeah. that's nice. That's really cool to hear. I love to hear about, uh, you know, young filmmakers making it happen. And and what I'm also looking forward to is um, their, their booze. The, the, the yeah. Booze their I, I, all of it. I'm looking forward to all of it. The movies, the booze, it's the um, conversation. Uh, hopefully they can maybe get, maybe they'll employ us you know we do we still act someday still available yeah. in, in, in stella i mean not stella stella luna is the the uh, so uh sophia and alexis in in 10 years or so when you're making movies out there in the world uh, and you need somebody to play the old decrepit grandpa and the grumpy uncle we're available look no further look no further yeah absolutely um, I did. Um, I did have uh, before we go on. I forgot one cool piece of news that I, I did not see uh, a lot of good movies, but I did see some good theater, um, and uh, went with uh, with Mom, who you know from the show, fan of the show, Mom, uh, and our friend <laughs> Liz, fan of the show, Mom, and our and our friend Liz. We went to see. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is this is uh, Louise, I believe, the mother. Of, okay, uh, be careful what you wish for. She said, "Oh yeah, well, you know, yeah. I I don't I don't speak out of turn." Yeah, we might. Uh, so yeah, don't, but so what did you see? Yeah. With, with, you went with fans. We saw of the, the new um, Tracy Letts play called "The Minutes," um, which is uh, on Broadway. It just opened, and um, I had a great time. Loved that. That was great. I hope the tickets weren't very expensive because if if the shows are that short, then you know. Uh, is it? It's got to be longer than just minutes. No, well, it's minute. Every any length over a minute could be minutes. minutes. It's it could be very long. In fact, it could be a lot of minutes. It's, it says minutes plural. So oh, okay. It's about ninety minutes, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I saw all of them, all the all, minutes. All the minutes. Yeah. In order? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That was, it took me a second, but yeah, in order. 
awesome. And meaning consecutively. Yes. That I that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh our friend Austin is in the play. Uh and he's great in it. Um For people who don't know, our friend Austin is actor, director, and teacher Austin Pendleton. Who was your teacher at one time, yes? Was my teacher at one time, yeah. Um, so that was very exciting. That was cool. I, I'm a big Tracy Letts fan. Uh, I don't know fantastic. where you fall on that, but I'm, I'm kind of in love with him. And this this did not disappoint. Well, not being disappointed is a big thing these days. These days, I that's bankable. Take that yeah. to the bank. These days, if something doesn't fall on my head, mm -hmm. I feel like, well, I'm not disappointed. Well, nothing <laughs> fell on my head. Yeah. I had a good day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my little sidebar, uh, for the week. It was very exciting for me. Um, would you like to talk about our new problem, our new film of the, our new issue or, or this episode, Time Cop? Time Todd, Cop, the Todd, movie? Cop, Top Cop, <laughs> do we want to talk about that movie? Might as well get into it. I think we should start talking about next week's movie right away. Let's start talking about that. Yeah, and that's great because we haven't decided what it is. So us deciding what movie could be better than the conversation about the current movie. I think I've I've picked the movie for next week, I think. Well, I'm I can't wait to hear what it is. I think 1992's Split Second, starring Rutger Hauer, Kim Cattrall, and Pete Puzzlethwaite. I'm a hundred percent involved in that. I I love that. I'm I couldn't be more excited. And I think it's another time traveling or looping cop kind of scenario. That's that's what we're into right now. That's, what's that's what happening. we're seeing. Perfect. The first okay. movie this month wasn't time traveling. It was just no, metro, but it cop. was Metro, which took place in another time, which an, might another. as well have been time traveling. <laughs> It made us want a time it was travel. A, it was a San Francisco from another dimension. At any rate, <laughs> yeah. it didn't okay. exist in real life. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I have not seen this movie. I don't know anything about it, but I saw Rutger Hauer, Kim Cattrall, and Pete Puzzlethwaite and time traveling cop stuff in 1992. And you pressed, you pressed the rental button. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I think that's what we should be doing. I, I'm, I'm all in. That's great. But uh, it's time, I guess, to start talking about... I don't like to swear on the show. People may have noticed. Actually, that's not true. I swear all the time. But yeah. tonight, I don't want to swear. So I'm going to say it's uh, uh, Time Cop starring Jean-Claude Van Darn. We'll just say JCVD, which is the J way that... Oh, yeah. is that what he's called now? JCVD? Yeah, that's the that's the hashtag. That sounds like, like uh, a, an inappropriate movie about uh the lord and savior and mary magdalene and something it sounded like people uh, like a group of people that work at best buy JCVD is uh, what what he got after an inappropriate account encounter with mary magdalene um it's interesting you don't swear but you say things you say other things that are actually worse incredible. than swearing it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I think we just got canceled. You don't bring up any hot button block. issues. You don't talk about anything, you know, that could get you into hot water. 
I mean, we just got canceled by a huge swath of the Bible Belt, Good right Lord. there. We apologize. I apologize. Yeah. I don't apologize for nothing. Oh, listen. Um, boy, this corpse reviser. <laughs> it's it's working. It's working wonders. I at this point would rather just watch you watch Time Cop right now in close up. <laughs> That would be pretty good. Yeah. That would be better than talking about it. A couple of corpse um, revisers and watch Matthew watch Time Cop. Okay, so 1994's Time Cop starring JCVD, uh, Mia Sara, and uh, Ron Silver. And um, there is uh, somebody's invented a machine that can send people into the past. And the U.S. government decides that that this is really dangerous. So we have to have the time cop force to make sure people don't go back and and do things because it will cause ripples in time that affect the present. You can't right. go into the future, apparently, although physics says you if you can go back, you can go forward. Not but... only physics, but this movie says so, because when they go back in time, then they go forward to their present. So right. you can go forward in time. Yeah, but you can't go forward to a future that hasn't happened yet, apparently, according to this movie. But if you're in the past, that future hasn't happened exactly. yet. Exactly, so I call it. nonsense, Your yeah. Honor. There you go. Um, and, um, you know, there's a nefarious senator who wants to go back and change things so that he can become president and make the world a better or worse place, depending on how you want to look at it. And um, he and Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, are at odds, I would say. They have a difference of opinion. And and some some guys come and uh, kill. Uh, they, they, they come, they go to the past. They come to the past and they kill. This is before time the time. Can I listen? <laughs> Let's just, it's simple. Ron Silver's bad guys go back to an earlier time and kill. They think they killed John Claude Van Damme. They kill his wife. They yeah. think they've killed him because he's about to start being a time cop and they want that to stop because they don't want him to stop them in the future. Because in the future, he is trying to stop them. So right. they go back into the past from that future to try and stop him from stopping them. And they do kill his wife, but they don't kill him. He survives. He's and um, lives to travel through time another day. Uh, and, um, you know, you have to see the movie to see whether he overcomes these obstacles. What, oh, suddenly we don't do spoilers? No, I don't want to spoil this one. There's too many jaw-dropping, <laughs> you know, synchronistic things that click into place that just amaze you. Yeah. Um, it... Uh... Did you have any relationship to this movie or Jean-Claude Van Damme at the time that it came out? No, and I don't even now. I don't think <laughs> I have one. Uh, I've seen probably maybe two Jean-Claude Van Damme movies before this. I don't, I don't even know which they were. I think they were Pants of Fury and, um, <laughs> and uh, Smashing Stuff. Smashing Stuff. Smashing Stuff. That um, was a good one. Uh, I didn't yeah. see this movie or have any relationship to it. Although I do have to say that I have seen repeatedly in many, um, in many 
filmmaking video essays on editing uh, reference one wonderful shot from this movie or the only wonderful there shot is one there is only one shot in this movie if you if you want to know the truth and it is the best thing i've ever seen so i can understand why they would do it if it's the same shot we're talking about are we talking about in, diaper ballet what it? are we talking about diaper ballet <laughs> no no <laughs> we're not talking about diaper ballet Oh, because that's the best shot in the movie i thought you were talking about diaper ballet when he does the split and jumps yeah and, yeah that is yeah. in a diaper onto a yeah. kitchen counter and stays there and looks over his shoulder kind of like i dare you <laughs> yeah it's amazing diaper. yeah no the um the uh truck shot where he travels through time and they never know exactly where they're going to land and he lands on a highway right in middle of a right right in the middle of a highway in front of a speeding uh semi Mm -hmm. that has to drop into a prone position so the semi can go over yeah. him without obliterating him this is used in film study classes no it's in some video essays on youtube you see it well almost anything could be in a video essay on youtube <laughs> our show it as an example <laughs> oh, okay we're 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 digging deep folks we're doing what we hey, can hey listen you know we decided to do 90s cop month and it turned into time travel Kaufman from the 90s. And that's fine. That's great. Yeah, let's stick. Let's come. I thought, it. see, I'm confused because I thought that I liked action movies, maybe. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, it's not my favorite genre, but I thought I liked them. I don't know if I like them, Matthew. Well, there are some great ones. We've been staying away from some of the great ones. You know, well, I mean, we want to do the less known. Yeah, I mean, we we could talk. What are we going to do? We're going to do um, Die Hard. You know, everybody knows Die Sarah Hard. Talk about Die Hard. What are we going to say about Die Hard other than that it's great and has all right. kinds of amazing iconic moments in it? And we're just going to sound like drooling, adoring fans. Yeah, I it's mean, really yeah. Come out to the coast, have a good time. You know, right. That movie, I could watch that movie 47 times and not get bored. And Hans Gruber's fall off the uh, yeah, it's, off it's the Nakatomi good. Tower is... And, and yet we don't know how to talk about it. We yeah. wouldn't know what to say. No, but bad movies, we, we have to talk about movies that are worse than we are. Well, but we don't know. That time cop could have been a great experience. Now, let's let, really? let me be completely really? frank. Okay. This is, this is the best so far. For me, yes, I, will, I would I'll, watch. I would literally watch Time Cop again. I would I, actually, if somebody was like, "I've never seen it," and there was a six pack, I'd be like, "Tonight, let's watch it." It's yeah, ridiculous because I want to see your face when you see the diaper ballet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Um. So I, I <laughs> diaper ballet is gonna stay with me. That phrase. It's just well. Why is he cool. wearing a diaper? First of all, is that was that underpants for men? And I don't remember those. Maybe he was having prostate issues. I think they know? were Belgian underpants is what it is. <laughs> they just wear diaper. Well, you know what you know what Belgian underpants are? It's my favorite band. <laughs> what else is yeah. it? Belgian <laughs> underpants are on to Ponce. Yes, true. Which for those of you who don't know is a reference to one of our favorite TV series, Toast of London. What I wouldn't give to see Matt Berry do a time cop movie. 
Matt Barry would have been excellent in this. Or show. you know, Matt Barry doing almost any movie, I could tolerate <laughs> that just fine. Yeah. Uh, so, so here we so have when this movie came out, Roger Ebert called it a low rent Terminator. I I don't think it's a low rent. I don't. Terminator. I don't. It's low rent, but I don't it's, see. I that think it's, it's more like a, a a youth hostel in a bad neighborhood of Bangkok Terminator. Yeah, I don't see Terminator, frankly. Uh, that's something I don't get. I mean, no. time traveling, yes, but there are no machines. I think he could have done better. Uh, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's a low rent something. You know, this is JCVD's highest grossing film. Not surprised. He finally teamed up with a, you know, a hot director. Peter Himes is a, was a well-known director and a cinematographer. We we talked about another one of his movies. I forget which one. Do you remember? No. Boy, we need an intern really bad. <laughs> we really do, because I don't remember what. We should know this. But um, If anybody is out there who wants to be an intern and a producer on this show, just let us know. We, we're in desperate need. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. I promise you that it couldn't be more fun. And you, we promise that you will make as much money off of this as we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the time being. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. things to talk about with this movie. I want to start with the hair. Okay. Anything uh, to say it, about that? About his, well, his hair in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, um, he has a mullet that's a fake mullet for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. He has hair extensions. Oh, oh, wait a second. I have to interrupt and go back to something because I, uh, I'm going, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show talking about the movies that um, Sophia and Alexis made. Yeah. What I forgot to mention is that in one of them, you will like this and it will make you want to go run and see it. In fact, you might want to watch it now and leave me alone to talk about Time Cop. Don't tempt um, me. Um, William Ostrander stars in the movie Fairy. And if that name isn't ringing a bell for you right now, William Ostrander played Buddy Repperton in another movie that we have done on this show, Christine. Mm -hmm. The bad guy with the knife. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's a little bit older now. And he gives a wonderful performance in this movie. What does he? So just, what does he play? In in no no not in this movie in oh, in the movie you're, the you're mo complete you completely jumped the track and you're talking no, about completely I jumped back else. to the beginning the movie that these that that, that Sophia okay. and Alexis made wow uh, well I can't wait to see it so I can actually talk to you about it yeah well and you watch it and we'll talk about it on the show next week okay I will do um, it uh, but he's in it and gives this wonderful performance. That's great. Yeah. So now we can go back to Time Cop. I'm sorry. I just uh, had to get okay. that in there. I was looking at my notes and I realized I forgot. It was a beautifully done segue. I have it to, was, I must say. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. But I looked down at my notes and I saw William Ostrander and I was like, oh my God, I forgot to talk about that part of it. Um, so we're, we were talking about the hair. Yeah. Okay. You and I shouldn't yeah. be talking about hair though. We're, we're ones to criticize. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, you know, yeah. I think that, I think he, uh, yeah, so he had extensions, you know. I mean, they were doing a lot of that back then. Maybe they yeah. still do. 
Uh, I should have gotten extensions. I think at this point it would have been a smart move. Um, <laughs> I don't think they can extend what we have now. He, uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, it's not too late for me. I'm going to work on it. Um, okay. I mean, we start, uh, we start pretty well. I'm going to just go, I'm going to start analyzing the movie. I'm going to start like we're actually taking this seriously. So I think that the film starts pretty well. With a uh, with a standalone kind of um, you know Raiders of the Lost Ark opening sequence, an action sequence, uh, it takes place during the Civil War, and you're like, oh, I thought I was seeing Time Cop, but this is a Civil War era kind of Western we're looking at, and this guy robs a bunch of guys on horseback, and it turns out he's from the future. He pulls out machine guns and he shoots them all. Not a terrible performance from that gunman. I thought he was pretty good. Um, yeah, the movie, the movie looks really good because it's you know shot by peter himes who knows how to shoot a movie it looks good um and then uh we go to washington you know 100 years later and it's like wow okay great uh that's that's great we got scott lawrence playing uh the same role he's played now for 30 years yeah and playing Which it is, as well wonderful. oh he's brilliant but i'm saying like and when we recast it, he's recast as the same part because he can still play exactly that part. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a conference with senators about this time cop, this issue about time travel. And what are they going to do? It's very serious. It's more serious than the atomic bomb. It's a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> great. You're moving this along. It's goofy fun. And then we get to, um, we get to Mia Sarah at a mall. Uh, this is kind of back when malls were interesting. Like people thought that malls themselves were interesting places to go and be and talk about and put in movies and stuff. Yeah. In Irvine, where I live, they still think malls are interesting. Maybe it's still a thing. Uh, yeah. Elsewhere. I just not a New York thing. Yeah. But anyway, they treat it like it's a, Ooh, it's a mall. It's amazing. And she's looking yeah. at a clock store. Uh, so we're dealing oh, with themes, I, visual I, motifs. Right. I get away. it. You know, I get it. A clock because they measure time. They measure time, time comp, time travel. It's evoked by the imagery of the clocks. And so we're like, okay, we're in good hands here. The, the, the creative team is building thematic layers. And then uh, John Claude opens his mouth and starts to say things. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> and all things fall apart. Immediately. I mean, we start with the line, his first line, the first non-political line spoken in the movie, there's never enough time to satisfy a woman. Yeah. There's never enough time to satisfy a woman. Is what he says. <laughs> you, um, could, you know, you could loop him. I would love to try. I think that would be it works all the time, so I can make a lot of money. <laughs> Soon after that is my favorite line of the movie. I know we're jumping ahead. I just want to start this. I want to ignite this with a little gasoline. I want to throw a little fire on this and say my favorite okay. line is him saying, I know all the good words. I, I love I just laughed for for 20 minutes. Set stop the movie. Uh, I love it. Well, there's some great dialogue where they're, uh, they're, they're, she has some news to tell him. 
which you're uh, like, what is this new? I wonder what, what could the could news be? possibly be? The the wife has some the wife who we think might die soon has some really important news to tell the that husband. She just can't tell him at any it can't just be a like at the mall. I can't tell you now. We gotta no. have a special time to tell you this. I wonder but what then it he gets be, a call man. and he has to go. And she says, Do you have to go stay? I have this news I want to tell you. And we have brilliant dialogue following that. Yeah. Uh, he says, I don't have a choice. And she says, of course you have a choice. And he says, this is what I do. I've never heard anything like that in a, in a cop movie before. No, no, I've never heard her. Like he has another good line about it where she says, or even before that, he goes, I had a, a meeting with Matusak, my boss for the new job. And she says, are you going to take it? As if you have a choice in the police department, whether you, you know, that's the first right. thing. Yeah. Like you're going to do the job they tell you to do in the police department. You're like, no, I don't want to be a time cop. Well, yeah. Like you're fired that because we want a time cop. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, doesn't say, the he doesn't say that to her, but he does say, she goes, is it dangerous? And he goes, you know, I, and he says, I don't bake cookies for a living. Which yeah. is disparaging to bakers and to people that do other things but kick ass because there are other jobs. Yeah. That are important. That are important. Not cookies, kick cookies ass isn't the only joy. important job. No, cookies bring joy. Um and it can be there, it's you can burn yourself. Yeah. Uh I will say the movie is a little bit prescient, though, with the Ron Silver character running for president. A little um, Trumpy little trumpy and the white supremacist the whole white supremacist thing being mentioned it was like yeah. whoa that's there that's were a couple of interesting things not nearly as prescient as the fact that they knew that we'd all be driving cars from logan's run even though everything looks normal other than their car right because 10 years in the future mm. it's it, that was weird to me that that we jump forward 10 years and it's like we're in a, nothing has changed except the cars and the cars look like they're from 150 years in the future. They're like what we thought in 1963, the cars of the future would be. They're literally like giant blocks of white styrofoam yeah. that like drive. It's it's bad. It's bad. self-driving. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, and and if what they were doing in that was saying that there was some sort of time travel thing that caused that, they didn't explain it and capitalize on I'm it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not what they were saying because they didn't say it. It's <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Okay, but maybe that's maybe that got cut. Sure. Or, Why or not? We didn't hear it because it's of always what we say to to save face. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. Um. Uh, in a movie that's supposed to have, like, he's a fighter, right? Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's his whole claim to fame is that he's mean, a martial like, artist. Act, he's a martial artist. He's a kickboxer. Kickboxer. The the fighting in this movie looked like the worst. You brought up Universal Studios last week. The, the stuff in this movie looked like a Universal Studios ride gone Kinda bad. Yeah. First of all, we have a sword fight. Or a, a knife fight that's like a sword fight. 
where they're yeah. fighting with knives as if they're swords. Yeah, like, they're like about ah, three-inch blades, like yeah. butter knives. <laughs> Climbing yeah. the blades as if they're That's swords. That's how you do it. Yeah, which was the, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, and the, the fight in the warehouse, the where he jumps off the forklift right as the explosion happens, it really just looked like we're at Universal oh. Studios on a on a Sunday afternoon. It's the with the kids. That was a particularly funny moment because they're trying to sell this big action beat that they're that is like all this action has been running and explosions and shooting, and then he gets up on a cherry picker to get up to this higher level of the factory to kill somebody, <laughs> and he hits the button and it goes. <laughs> it like takes eight minutes for him to get up there. It's the worst action beat it's so bad okay can i just say i counted what literally six people go out go through windows in this movie <laughs> six times people go crashing through a window <laughs> yeah it's good stuff um did you like there was another great moment where he has to go into the the hospital um to steal some of Gloria Rubin's blood to prove that she was back there. It's a weird moment, right? But he goes yeah. into the hospital and he goes to where they keep the blood from the yeah. people who are in the patients in the hospital. And he picks up the vial of Gloria Rubin's blood and it's like, oh, I've, I've got the thing that I need to bring back to the future with me to prove that Ron Silver is a bad guy and that she's a witness. Yeah. And then he sees another vial of blood with his wife's name on it. Yeah. And there he does a, a bad acting class dropping of the vial of Gloria Rubin's blood when he sees his, you know. Yeah. Because I hate to say it, but he does a bad acting class version of everything in this movie <laughs> that has to do with the be acting. Careful. He's a kickboxer, man. He will beat you up. I, any, anybody that I've picked on, on this show could beat me up. Let's be honest. <laughs> anybody. That's true. Yeah. And I actually do. I actually like, I actually, you know, I kid. I'm a kidder. I enjoyed this movie. I, I had had a good time. It's ridiculous. I think he tries his best. I think he's endearing. I think that he is good at kicking people in the face. And um, I want to give him a shot. He's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like you got, you know, you got Schwarzenegger and, and Stallone. We're kind of like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. He's like the kinks. Didn't quite get enough <laughs> love, but I want to I want to help support. All right. Um, what about the scene where Gloria Rubin betrays him, right? She's supposed to be his new partner and she betrays him and for all intents and purposes tries to get him killed. Then she gets injured and ends up in the hospital and they're reunited. And when they're reunited, it's almost like, are you okay? Like there's no, there's no reference to the fact that she betrayed him and tried to kill him. No, although she does apologize and say, I, I guess I was on the wrong side. Was nice. Up. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. Okay, then I'll let her go. If you apologize, if you try to kill me and then you apologize, that's good enough. Right. I have a couple of questions. Okay. I mean, my first question had to do with 
did I forget that men's underpants were diapers in the 90s? You didn't have an answer, so I'll just table that. In the same scene that he's wearing diapers, and that's all he's wearing, he's he's asleep on his couch in his in his apartment after a hard night of drinking. Right. And um I don't know, do you, does any have you ever seen somebody sleep naked on their leather couch? Like I just found that to be no. No, extremely uncomfortable looking. Even if you were passed out, you'd get a blanket of some kind, I think. I think it says on the tag on leather. Yeah, don't sleep naked on on this. Yeah, you'll wake up sticky. And if you're wearing a diaper, (laughs) put a bathrobe on and sleep on the couch. No, you don't sleep naked on a leather couch. Okay, that's that was my first. uh, That was one question. Another question. Um, So when you have water on the floor. And you yeah. have a taser and you're going to electrocute somebody's in the water. Do you get electrocuted if you're wearing big shoes or or if you're barefoot? I thought it was if you were barefoot and standing in water, you got electrocuted. But if no, you have- I, I think uh, unless you're wearing something that's like really insulated, I think you would. Um, I think you'd get electrocuted. Like right, well, we don't, power, neither of us clearly have a science down, background. If there's a pyre, power line down, I wouldn't walk into a puddle that that power line was in. Oh, even I wouldn't either. Long. But this is a this is a taser. I I think that uh, anyway, no, it's a super future taser though. Is it is it similar to the science that says you can carbon carbon date gold, which they say in this movie? Um, you you could carbon date. No, uh, you can't gold, carbon date gold if it is uh poorly smelted and has uh impurities in it, you could maybe carbon date it. But I'm I'm reaching, yeah, yeah. you're reaching, okay, all right. So we both, uh, I don't think you, I think you carbon date, uh, I think, I think the thing that gets carbon dated is are things uh, with carbon in it, organic <laughs> forms of life, yes. <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) okay did i say Um, six people go through windows they do um you did what else um how much do you love the kid the kid with the parrot who takes their picture in the mall oh my god somebody's cousin i just love that kid i love that part i was so happy whenever he came on screen i i have a couple of are you done with the bad stuff the questions you have more questions never I'm never done. Okay, keep I, asking questions. No, I, 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 I think I have asked. I have a list of a couple of things that I thought were kind of cool that I would have liked to have seen in a better movie. I do too. What's your favorite scene? The, or your the actual scene that you think is actually? I don't have a scene that I think is good. I have brief moments that I thought were cool. Little things that I thought were cool. Okay. Um, the scar appearing on Ron Silver's face when there's two of him in, at the same time in this in the yeah. same scene and the younger one gets smacked in the face and a, a, you know really brutally cut appears and we see the older ron silver and a scar appears on his face i thought that was a cool idea the frozen arm shattering i loved that that was pretty good the guy whose arm gets blasted with the liquid nitrogen when a hose breaks and then he falls. Yeah. 
thought that was terrific. That was that was one of the earliest versions of that gag. I've seen that gag in things before, but this might be the first time. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty well done. Couldn't uh, happen to a nicer guy. No. As I've already said, appearing in front of the truck, I thought that was a cool shot. And uh, Ron Silver's uh, demise at the end of the movie, I thought was pretty cool. That was not bad. That was pretty cool. Um, you That's know, it. For, for early CGI, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Did you think, like I did, that the the henchman, the big henchman, was uh, Howard Stern for a f- for a few minutes? Because I was like, <laughs> why did they send Howard Stern to go after this guy? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, they were the goofiest bad guys, the new wave bad guys with the you know flock of seagulls haircuts and the yeah, and, and not guys you would hire to do this. Well, they if certainly weren't clandestine. They weren't trying to keep a low profile. No. Um, um, I think uh, I have a, a scene that I actually think is a good scene. Uh, I have to go get a drink. Uh, you keep talking. I think back. you might agree with me. I think there's right. actually a scene in it that has a little bit of life to it and it's kind of kind of cool. It's a little bit like the Civil War scene, which I also think isn't a bad way to start the movie. But I thought the Wall Street 1929 sequence wasn't terrible. When Um, we follow Mr. Atwood, played by Jason Shaming, into the building and he goes upstairs to his office very happily because Wall Street's just collapsed and a person's just jumped off the building. But he's in a great mood and he goes in to the building and goes into his office and takes out a newspaper and it's the it's usa today from like 1990 something yeah he takes out a walkman with headphones and he puts it on he starts listening to some punk rock as he's looking at these newspapers from today present day in 1929 and he's trying to rig the game and find out where to get money and move money to make money later in the future i thought that was really clever it probably would have been a better way to start the movie though like that would have been a freaking great opening but here it was in the middle of the movie jason shaming i thought was pretty good in that part and um i i actually thought that was some uh, so that was pretty good i'll go along with that i'll go along with that um and i also they actually did a fun thing in that where he uh he says he's not gonna when um Van Damme says he's going to take him back and he won't go back because they'll kill my family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he jumps out the window and Van Damme jumps out the window, goes out the window with him and he's, they're falling, 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 and he's going to hit the time thing to save them. And he does. And the, the cop out in front of the building is watching them fall and then they vanish. And then they, they convict back in present day, they convict him to death. And the way they kill him is they send him back in time alone to finish that fall. And so the, the cop seeing him vanish actually doesn't happen that that cop sees him vanish, but then it happens again and he just sees him fall. And I thought that was an interesting play on the only thing missing from that moment was for the cop to take out a pint of whiskey out of his vest and look at it and shake his head and like throw it into the garbage because they used to do that in every movie right i gotta i'm never gonna take another drink of that in my life um uh there there's other big problems um come on 
his character is no, but they get to the end of the movie with all the time. He's a time cop, right? He knows yeah, that you do stuff in the past and it, it affects stuff in the future. He's gone back in time and he has seen that when his wife died, she was pregnant. So he knows that. Then he goes back and he fixes everything. He's victorious at the end of the movie. He comes back to the present day. And it's as if he's completely surprised at everything that happens. He would know. He's surprised. I think he was trying to play, you know, happiness, but he just looks, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. So he just looks mildly surprised all the time. No, but he gets surprised that the senator disappeared 10 years ago. But he knows the senator disappeared 10 years ago because he went back in time and killed him 10 years ago. You're 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 at a very subtle level here. You're thinking oh. at a very subtle acting class level about things I don't think they thought about. Oh, okay. I don't know if they thought about that. All right. He's wearing a diaper, Matthew, and he does a split. So there's there's a scene in this movie that surprised me where uh, there is quite a bit of nudity for a brief moment. Oh, yeah. Like what? Do you know the story behind that? I uh, clearly, clearly Tommy Wiseau stole everything from that love scene because it's the same butt crack shot. No, no, not that scene. The scene with with the with the with the uh, computer guy uh who who oh you mean the who, one they stole from in virtual, in virtual reality looking at a woman on the bed yeah. in virtual reality do you know how that scene came about well did they steal it from brainstorm or did brainstorm steal it from this movie no there was a whole scene a whole other scene written with some uh actual oh documentary footage about beavers yes and they were supposed to shoot it but the crew went out to a strip club and got completely plastered and yeah. overslept and wasn't able to shoot that scene. So they got one of the strippers or something like that and shot yeah, to, the to, scene to, do, to do that. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of film we're talking about. Yeah, it's a pretty good story. I'd rather kind of see a movie about that group of filmmakers making that mistake. That than crew. This. I want to hang out with that crew. That's a good crew. Um. You know, we got some really great actors in here in this movie. Once again, like, you know, let's just go through the roll call here. We've got Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill, right out of the gate. We got Kenneth Welsh. Yep. We got Scott Lawrence. Yep. We got, Fantastic. you know, to a certain degree, we got Ron Silver, Kevin McNulty. Now, Ron Silver is, you know, Arguably, you shouldn't quite let him choose much furniture. Maybe, maybe rein it in a little bit. But I thought he was an effective, uh, effective bad guy. You know, he was effective. Yeah. Um, Stephen Lambert, who's also a stuntman. Yeah, was pretty good. Stephen Lambert was. He was good. And Jean Claude Van Damme, who, uh, you know. As uh, Dorothy Parker once said about about um, Catherine Hepburn, he runs the gamut of emotions from A to B. Yes, and you know, 
he, he wears diapers. He does a ballet split in diapers. You really have trouble with the diapers. I don't have trouble with it. It's astounding. It's an amazing moment in film history. Okay, what's the double feature? What are you going to double feature with this movie? I guess I'm just, I, I, I couldn't really come up with anything other than Minority Report. It was ah, like, okay. you know? Yeah, I went in the same direction with Predestination. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. Same kind of um loopy 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 loops yeah i mean i guess he could you could have done no i think i think minority report i think I'll minority reports that. better than predestination how would you what would be your ideal way to see this film matthew uh backwards oh good okay i would watch it backwards yeah um drunk and backwards okay uh, my, and, over, my... and looking over my shoulder in in diapers okay wow there's a lot of specifics to that um <laughs> My choice was I thought we it would be best to see it on cable at two in the afternoon after you get fired from a job. <laughs> um, That's excellent. Who are we? Who are we? You know, this was tough. There were a lot of there were a lot of places we could slot in there. Yeah, I think my I'm going to go with my initial call on this and say that you are Parker, played by Kevin McNulty. You are the scientist who he steals all the everything from and kills in the factory ah okay all right and you and um i think that i'm the 1929 uh uh guy who plunges out of the window 1929 oh okay boy you don't seem enthused at that at all i got I, it wrong i, I had a, i had us as different people I, I have more respect for you, I guess. What? What are you talking about? You had me as John Claude Van Damme. Stop it. <laughs> no, I made you Ricky, the computer guy. <laughs> Fun computer guy. That's true. I could the tattoos would give me that job in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I made my I made myself the boring the boring role of Kenneth Welsh. The, I the thought that was a possibility. But it's a better scene. The scene with uh, with the with the with Parker's is, is a better scene. You're more to play. Yes. Yeah. That's what I think. I didn't feel up to it. How would you recast uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and Ron Silver? I've got good ones, my friend. I, I think got, I do too. Who got do you a list? Have? As Jean Claude Van Damme, Mads, yeah. Mikkel, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh wow, that's well. And I sent you that video of Max yeah. Mickelson, right? Yeah. I thought your response to that was excellent. <laughs> the, I, to, for those of you listening, uh, I sent uh, Tony uh, a link to a YouTube video that I saw. Uh, I think it was called uh, Max Mickelson being himself for three and a half minutes. Yes, that was the title. And it's just him like in interviews and doing stuff and, Tony's response was, I'd like to be one tenth of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coolest guy. Yeah. Oh, Tony, Tony went away. He uh he's left me completely alone. I'll I'll try to entertain you. Um, I'm gonna sing a little song. No, I'm not gonna sing a song. I'm just gonna sit here and hope desperately that he comes back. Did I offend you? Somehow. I don't know. The computer went crazy. I didn't touch you left, anything. You left me all alone. It's weird. I did. It's terrible. Ha 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 ha. And okay, so Mads Mikkelsen, that's excellent. Who was your choice? 
Jackie Chan. Oh, good. Okay, Jackie Chan. Well, yeah. but because of who I paired him paired him with, I paired him with somebody that I'd really like to see the two of them. Who did you pair with? As as Ron Silver, Al Pacino. Oh my God, that's fantastic! <laughs> I put Mads Mikkelsen up against Paul Giamatti as Ron Silver. Oh, excellent, excellent! I would go to see. Then see, mine would be another bad movie. Okay, yeah. Yours would actually maybe this movie as a yeah. good movie. I want to see if this we can make it into a good movie here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because right. then I also cast Michelle Monaghan in the Mia Sarah part. Ah, yeah. Okay. I'm with that. And you're going to love who I cast as Fielding. You're going to love it. Which one was Fielding? Um... The 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 woman who turn who who was the traitor. Oh, okay, Gloria Rubin. Yeah, Sarah Styles. Oh yeah. Yes, I love Sarah Styles in anything though. Well, she's great. That's why I thought she'd be good in this. But I think she'd be good. At, you you wouldn't believe that she was bad. You know, you would never believe Sarah Styles was actually the bad guy. No, you know, it was actually you know being bad. No, and it would be a big surprise. And uh, she's a good actress, so there you I go. I thought Gloria Rubin actually did a really nice job. She was that. actually good. I will, you know, you're right. It, she, it should be mentioned. She's probably doing the best work in the movie yeah. from an acting standpoint. Kind just of like, a, a thankless movie all yeah. e everywhere, and she pulls it off. She's nat She's very natural in it and um, yeah. doesn't overdo it. She's really, she's quite good. Yeah. Well, um, I'm out of notes. I was making notes up as I was talking to you because <laughs> this is clearly not a movie that there's a lot to discuss, but I can highly recommend it. I honestly recommend it over any of the action movies we've seen in this month. This is the one that I would say so far, um, pound for pound, ridiculously entertaining Brian Jesuit. I think that Ron Silver is truly one of the world's great actors. He is great. He has been great in some stuff for sure. Yeah. And, I remember, and, gone, and gone way too soon. Gone far too soon. Um, he, uh, I remember what was it? Presumed Innocent was one of his big, uh, was that not Presumed Innocent? I'm getting the title wrong. Blue Steel. Well, there was Blue Steel, of course. Played a bad guy in Blue Steel. But he had. There was one film that he just no reversal of fortune. Yes, that was great. That was great. He was wonderful in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked Jeremy man. Irons. Jeremy Irons, right? Yes. Um, so you know, good for uh, good for Ron Silver. He has a really creepy moment in the car in that modern uh, techno car. Where oh, he punches the, he smashes his uh, assistant's face into the side of the car. Yeah. And then he's like, would you like some nuts? He's eating some nuts out of a yeah. dish. And he's like, you want some? And he's like, no, because my face is bleeding. And he's like, oh, whatever. That's another role that I thought you or I could have been playing. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's more realistic than anybody yeah. with lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, look at what shirt you got on. Yeah. Look at that. Yep. Very nice. There's, I think those can be bought. Those can be purchased. Yes. There's one of these shirts in the world. I think we don't have a store where you can buy that t-shirt. I don't know. We might. I'm not we sure. We don't know if we have a store. That's terrible. 
What? I tell you, we. I'm telling you, we need a producer. Wow, we don't even know if we have a store. We need a producer. We need somebody to, you know, help us out here. You know, if we had a producer, they could be sitting in the in the virtual green room, right? If we had a producer and they yeah. heard both of us on television say we didn't know if we had a store, they would stop being our producer. <laughs> That's true. They would quit the show. But if they were in the virtual green room, they could then like be typing away and right. feeding us information. Right. And they could type in and say, Tony, this isn't television. This is just YouTube. Yeah. But still true. I'm quitting because you're both idiots. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know who I bet had a great time tonight? Uh, Fan of the show, mom. Well, I, you know, I hope so. I think I, that's I, how I'm going to refer to her from now on. I'm going to call of the her show, mom. Say, Hi, fan of the show, mom. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure, she, you know, I'm sure there's aspects of it she enjoyed because, you know, being her kids, she probably likes to see her kids. Uh, I don't, I, I, I think I don't want to assume she's going to say every episode is good. She may, she may let us know tomorrow. We did not hit this one out of the park. Right. I don't know. I fully accept that. But speaking as a parent, I can say that anytime you see your child and they're not on a slab in a morgue, you're happy to see them. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's that's oh. a heavy, again, a little heavier thought than I was, <laughs> thought I wouldn't have, well, okay. As long as you didn't curse or say any naughty words. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Oh, here we somebody says, Yes, fellas, you have a store, and I purchased a couple of teas for summer. My goodness, and we didn't see it. I have to go find this store, Camille. My next question is, Are you our producer? Because clearly, I don't know anything. Wow, well, <laughs> I gotta terrifying. get one of those shirts, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I'm Thank terrified. You, um. Well, well there this, you is, go. this has been highly entertaining. Yes. So next week, Split Second from 1992, starring Rutger Hauer, Kim Cattrall, Pete Puzzlethwaite. And I believe that it is, oh, Camille Renner wants to know what my good news, I don't have any good news this week. I just, you know, my life has just been going along as usual. Unless you know something I don't, Camille. If if there's good news for me, please share it. Um, good news is you get to you get to do show, get to do, and I'm not on a slab. I'm not on a slab in a morgue. No, so you're drinking. A, you are drinking a corpse reviver. <laughs> Maybe I was reviser. I was on a slab in a morgue, and then I drank the the corpse reviver. You're back. You're and back. <laughs> All right. So Excellent. I believe that Split Second is available on Amazon Prime, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, you will. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have to find the end credits. And there they are. Good night. We're all going to go okay. Okay, good night. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.